Welcome to the Serene Baby Sleep Podcast. Are you an exhausted mom struggling to get your baby to sleep through the night? Are you frustrated and tired of sleep training attempts that keep failing? In this podcast, we help first-time moms just like you to connect all the pieces of the baby sleep training puzzle so that you and your baby can finally sleep soundly through the night. And now, your host and certified pediatric sleep consultant, Ghislaine Naji. Hello, hello everyone. This is Ghislaine Naji, your pediatric sleep consultant, and welcome back to the show. Our last episode saw us explore sleep training a bit more, particularly how to know that you and your child are ready to undergo this challenging yet incredibly fulfilling journey of sleep training. From feeling emotionally exhausted to increased night feedings and from an overdependence on pacifiers to panic attacks. We also took a quick look at sleep props and how these things that bring so much joy to your baby may be actually hindering them from learning how to sleep independently. Understandably, you may be feeling confused about why exactly sleep props are bad. After all, it's perfectly all right to have a security blanket or a mobile that belts out soothing lullabies, right? What's the worst that these could do? Okay, so here's the thing about sleep props. They aren't all that bad. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with your baby preferring to fall asleep wrapped in a security blanket, or with their cream mobiles turned on. However, there comes a point when these sleep props start doing more harm than good. At that stage, sleep props become more of an impediment or an obstacle to the health and development of your baby. And naturally, nobody wants that. In today's episode, we will be taking a deep dive into the world of sleep props. What are they? Their advantages, if any, disadvantages, and how they can affect your baby's sleeping habits. A sleep prop can be anything that your baby relies or depends on to fall asleep. And mostly, without this crutch, the baby finds it very difficult to fall asleep. This can be nursing them to sleep, stroller or car ride to sleep, swinging them to sleep, rocking them in your arms so that they can fall asleep, and so many more. I want us to differentiate these two things, sleep props and sleep association. Sleep associations are anything that a baby associates with, with sleep, or anything that reminds the baby that it's night-night time. And sleep associations are mostly good when used in a moderate manner to establish good sleep habits. And this can be lavies, noise or sound machines, bath time, story time in the bedroom, putting on a sleep sack, turning off the lights, and so on. In the simplest of terms, whatever reminds your baby that it's about time for night is a sleep association. But whatever non-negotiable thing your baby requires so they can fall asleep is a sleep prop. Sleep props, however, are incredibly helpful for newborns 
which roughly refers to babies between zero to three months old. At this phase, sleep props are a great way to soothe and comfort your baby whenever they're kicking up a fuss or rocking them in your arms, uh, humming a soft lullaby, even letting them suck on a pacifier until they feel drowsy and start falling asleep are all recommended and even encouraged. You see, babies at this stage don't really know how to self-soothe yet, which is why sleep props are a massive help. However, I largely caution parents against using soft and fluffy sleep props, such as blankets or stuffed animals, as this could prove to be hazardous to a newborn baby. On the other hand, though, Sleep props should be taken out of context once your little one hits their infant years. And that is when they're between 4 to 12 months old. As we discussed in previous episodes, this is the age when your baby starts to have more mature sleep cycles and they begin to learn and form habits according to their surrounding and their daily activities. Their mature sleep cycles combined with their capability to self-soothe, means that sleep props will do nothing but harm an infant's growth and development. Besides hindering their ability to fall asleep independently, it could also lead to the formation of bad habits that your child might find it hard to get rid of later on. I mean, no parent really wants their kid to be in elementary school, yet still dependent on their pacifiers, right? Once your little one hits their four months old mark, I recommend to gradually kick sleep props to the curb. But unfortunately, this is when the lasting sleep props are established, when parents are busy, exhausted, and looking for an easier way out. It may start by rocking the baby to sleep since it is much faster at the beginning rather than putting them down awake. But once their sleep cycle ends, and they need to transition to the next sleep cycle, they wake up looking for that same sleep prop that you used before bedtime. And if it was rocking, nursing, swaying, falling asleep on your chest, they will reclaim the same treatment in the middle of the night to be able to fall back to sleep. It can also be to reinsert a pacifier in the baby's mouth a gazillion times per night because that's the only way the baby will fall asleep. And if it falls down again, no matter how many times the pacifier falls down, the baby wakes up crying for it. I mean, this is no fun, especially if it happens every single night. But we cannot blame the babies since they're used to falling asleep that way and any other way is not welcomed if you ask them. They don't know any other way of falling asleep. And so, avoiding or eliminating sleep props at ages between 4 to 12 months old can set a good foundation of healthy sleeping habits that will help the baby in many aspects of life. Understandably, Having your baby say goodbye to their sleep props won't be an easy task. Make no mistake, there will be intense tantrums and wails that will make you want to return their sleep props to them, especially as they get older. 
However, focusing on the light at the end of the tunnel will help you stay motivated. Imagine what it will feel like to tell your little baby night and they smile and say night, mommy as they lay down in their crib. When you don't have to worry about rocking baby for 45 minutes, only for her to wake up after 20 minutes. What will it mean to you on your emotional health? Having that peace of mind and not feeling guilty that something may be wrong with your baby or you. How about having extra time to have your work done or your hair done? Or simply spending quality time with your spouse, knowing that your baby is sleeping soundly, growing healthier, and getting back control of your time, of your energy, and of your priorities. Since you can predict and adjust your schedule accordingly. And the other good part, babies who are sleep trained, who sleep independently, who have mastered the skill of self-soothing, adjust pretty quickly to many sleeping situations and are easy going, which gives you room for flexibility and you don't have to panic that he has to take a nap in a hotel room that is so bright or even a bit noisy, but being confident that your baby can sleep there with no problem, even when you're in the room, walking around or checking your emails. Keeping in mind your why will keep you motivated and help you till the finish line. When parents come to me and they're visibly exhausted and desperate for sleep, the first thing I ask them during our strategy consultation is their whys. What are your whys? This way, I can hold them accountable, push them, cheer for them, walk with them, but also to remind them those whys, their reasons and goals of sleep training and knowing that those whys could be four or two nights away. One of my clients was having trouble getting baby to sleep. She promised herself that she would begin to sleep train on a specific day. And that day came. She followed routines, baby activities, schedules. She fed the baby. But then here comes the moment. How does she break the habit of putting baby to sleep in her crib without first falling asleep in her arms? Now, since the baby was born, this is the only way she knows it goes when it comes to falling asleep. She's getting big. Mom cannot simply keep up with swaying a baby who is 30 pounds for 30 minutes and being careful not to wake her up before she puts her in the crib. She finally succeeds to put her in the crib, but immediately she steps out of the room. Baby notices that she's not in mommy's arm. She begins crying and mommy rushes back into the rescue, rocking, swaying again for another 15 minutes. Baby finally falls asleep for 30 minutes and the story continues. If this happens every day and every night, the mom was very exhausted. The mom had followed many sleep training tips, but did not realize that there is a sleep prop that the baby really depended on to sleep. And mom was finding it so hard to address the rocking as she kept giving in. And baby could notice too that she can get away with it with a little cry. 
Babies can read their mom's emotions. And if mom is doing it but hesitating or not confident enough or simply can't figure out how to handle the baby's unique temperament or how to tweak the situation to how the baby is responding, the whole process will become even more frustrating to both mom and the baby. Granted, it can be very tough for both mom and the baby to cope with new sleep habits, especially when the baby is a strong-willed one. But is this what the mom wishes to be the new normal in her household? Could changes be made? Will they be fun? Probably not. But with that exhaustion and uncertainty, I know she preferred two nights of some tears Then she's done with sleepless nights. Then having many nights of tears, exhaustion, sleeplessness, and frustration. And that's what we did together. Within two nights, the baby was sleeping through the night. So without a doubt, the benefits of using sleep props are numerous. They are a great source of comfort, soothing your baby, and helping them fall asleep. However, It's important to know that there will be a point when sleep props become more harmful than useful for your child. Like when pacifiers keep falling off and disrupting the baby's sleep because they simply cannot insert them back in their mouth or on their own and hence relying on you to constantly come back to insert them for them to fall back to sleep. As parents, we want nothing more than to provide the very best things for our kids, whether it be the newest or the safest features or the most nutritious baby food available on the market, we will stop at nothing to make sure that our little ones receive only the best care and support. But it's important to realize that not everything we do will turn out to be excellent or beneficial in the long run. Sleep props may be useful now, but it can also become an obstacle in a child's growth, development, and journey towards independence. So I get this question a lot. How do I stop a sleep rope? This really depends on how ready you are to stop the habit. And the longer you wait, the stronger the sleep probe sets in, which ends up causing more protesting from the baby as they are already used to a certain way of sleeping. I like the cold turkey method since it is fast, effective, and less prolonged crying. Though it requires patience, consistency to the maximum, with careful, strategic steps. Using gradual methods makes the process more painful for both the baby and you since it takes long to be effective, some up to six months. And there's a lot of chances to give in or to give up as you simply cannot handle hearing a crying baby for a very long period of time. So whichever method you choose to employ, remember to be consistent and focus on that main goal before giving up. That will keep you motivated and empowered to follow through. And your child will one day thank you for it. Sweet dreams. Ciao. Thanks for listening to our Serene Baby Sleep Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Join us every Wednesday and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more great content, follow us on Facebook at Serene Baby Sleep or visit our website at serenesleepconsulting.com. 
Have a great week, and we'll see you in the next episode.